from the Naked News Studios in Toronto, Canada, you're listening to Talk Naked. The women who occupy today's booming business of adult content creation are badass individuals. The job title itself doesn't even begin to describe the workload. Getting naked to seduce you is literally the tip of the iceberg. Many of these women come to the porn stage from years in other functions of sex work. All these experiences are what ultimately build the 10,000 hours needed to call themselves sex and seduction masters. These 10,000 hours were earned by the years porn star Nova Sky put in working a number of other sexy jobs. And we got down and we got dirty and we talked all about it, people. So get ready for this one. As you're listening to this chat, just know that Miss Nova Sky and I had this talk naked. Joining me today for a fabulous virtual schmooze here on Naked News, the incredible Nova Sky. Hello. Hello. How are you? Oh, I am wonderful. It's so great to meet you, even though on Zoom, uh, I, I'm thrilled. You have such a legacy behind you. Thank you for being here. Oh, cheers. That's really nice of you to say. <laughs> I actually was loving learning about you in uh, the emails and then, of course, all the digging around. You have such a great origin story of how you got into this business because it wasn't just porn as your first venture into sex work. So I would love our audience to know a little bit about how you found your way into bringing sex to the screen. Well, I actually, yeah, porn was like a second, a second career for me. Um, I lucked into, stumbled into working at one of the legal brothels in Nevada after reading a Cracked article. I don't know if you're familiar with the website Cracked.com, but I actually sent them an email like a while back. They never wrote back, but uh, <laughs> I don't blame them. But yeah, I read, an, they had one of their like personal experience articles was, you know, things I learned about being a sex worker working at a legal brothel. And I assumed it was going to be written about somebody in like the Netherlands or Germany, you know, right. a place that has regulated, legalized, safe sex work. And it was here in the U.S. And I was like, well, that's an option. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, and then kind of in the same vein, I, I just kind of always assumed that in order to be a porn actress, it was like one of those things that you just kind of had to like know somebody who knows somebody and kind yeah. of get in. And I, I was like, wait, I can do porn. That's a thing I can do. Like because, you know, working at the brothel, you meet other girls who work in porn. And it, it was made abundantly clear to me that if that's something I wanted to do, it's something I could do. And uh, that was all she wrote, you know. Yeah, I, I, I'm so I love Sherry's Ranch, which is uh, part of your origin story. Sherry's blew my mind when I first learned about this legal experience in Nevada. I mean, it's 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 an incredible place. I've never been. I want to go. But for someone who experienced it as a service provider, I'm curious what the biggest surprise was to you in being in that industry. Um, I mean, I would say the biggest because Sherry's a. It, is and was my home. Like it's, it's still, I, I, I'm actually getting ready to go back today. Um, but it's uh, the biggest surprise, honestly, is probably how 
I feel like wholesome is probably the wrong word, but it's really not. You know, when you think of a brothel, you think of just, you know, unbelievably gorgeous women, which there are, you know, but you think of it kind of like in that Game of Thrones style, like there's just, you know, ass and titties everywhere and everybody's just kind of having a free for all. And actually it's, it's a lot more like, you know, um, Aunt Mabel's sitting room, if you will, like it's uh, a lot more refined and, and just a calm, it's a calmer place to be than you'd expect a brothel. It, it feels a lot more like a day spa yeah. than, um, than, than what it actually would you know, what you would think at least. That's yeah. the, the picture that we paint in our minds based on the movies that we've seen, the books we've read, you know, we have this idea of what that environment looks like. When it comes to the actual interactions with clients, was there anything that surprised you there about maybe a weaving theme in their needs or uh, perhaps just a delightful surprise about the kinds of interactions people seek out? I, I think the biggest surprise for me coming from, cause I had no, I, I they make jokes, there's jokes about it, but they, they, you, I guess you could say a carpet, you know, carpet hoe, if you will. I've only ever worked in a brothel. I've, I never worked indie, which there's no, no shade on the indie side. I'm just not that brave. Um, and, uh, you know, I was most surprised by just how normal all of my clients are, you know, and how many of them I honestly, I would talk to and hang out with for free, but Right. They met me in this way. And of course it's, it's a very different relationship. They're not meeting, you know, it's a, they're meeting a different version of me, if you will. The transactional relationship is a bit different, but it's still, it was surprising. Just, it wasn't a bunch of lonely guys who aren't able to get any. So they come to the brothel. It was actually a surprisingly like, just kind of like for lack of a better metaphor, kind of sick of playing pickup basketball and they wanted to, you know, pay a little extra to come play with LeBron James. That is such a great, you know, how many of our viewers and listeners are like, thank you for making it into a sports analogy. Now I can, I can get right into it. So I, I just, I, I could literally spend two to three to five hours on that chapter of your life, because I think it is just such a, a valuable uh, experience for anyone to have. I think there's such a, an education that we, as anyone outside of, of the brothel experience, we could learn from. But let's fast forward into porn. So what are you known for in the industry today in regards to the kinds of content you make, the kinds of scenes that you put out there? Uh, well, so far I get booked for a lot of MILF, a lot of MILF content, because I mean, I. I don't have any kids, but I'm definitely a MILF. Um, so I, uh, that seems to be a lot of what I'm doing with the mainstream studios. Um, in my personal stuff, I like to put out a lot of kind of, uh, some of the more, you know, traditional content, boy, girl stuff, girl, girl stuff. But I like to get a little, I like to have fun with it. I do a lot of kink scenes. Um, there's a lot of work that I've done with like Trouble Films and the East Bay Bratz Collective, which is like super fun, super like, I don't know, just kind of raw lesbian BDSM, which I would love to do more for, you know, in, in the way of like, you know, mainstream studios, but there's just not, you know, haven't, they haven't called my, they haven't rung my phone yet, but you know, maybe some, it would be lovely. Um, <laughs> thank you for the vote of confidence. Um, but yeah, I, uh, in my personal life, I, I like to kind of, at least on when I'm making my own content, I like making just a kind of like, 
a very diverse library. I, I like having a little bit of something that everyone can masturbate to, if you will. Right. And, and I know that so many content <clears throat> creators that I speak to, uh, you know, I, I like to ask them, Obviously, it's no it's no mystery that porn is public and it's accessible by everyone. There's a huge influence that it has on the world, whether it's young people watching it or adults in their you know final golden years. People are influenced by the sex that they see uh, in the content that they watch. Now, is this something that you consider as you're creating? Do you feel there's a responsibility at all in the kinds of sex or the way that you depict it on screen? Or are you just one of the people that say, you know what, this is my art form and my entertainment and I'm not here to be an educator. I mean, I I think that both stances are valid because, you know, just because our job is inherently political doesn't mean that we have to take up that cross. However, um I do I do try my best to make porn that is representative of what I think is missing, which is like a diversity of body types. Um and, you know, uh people participating in certain sex acts, you know, that might be considered taboo, but without fetishizing them, right. you know what I mean? Just kind of open accepting sexuality is kind of the, um, the place I like to go. And there are certain types of content that I stay away from because I like to not participate in, uh, like I said, the fetishization of either, you know, people, um, or, you know, races or, you know, even just anything that others people for things that aren't necessarily their choice, you know? Um, so, but I, I might be rambling. A little no, bit no, sorry. you're not. I, I, <laughs> so I always find this fascinating and I'm curious how, in your mind, when a job offer does come your way, and let's say it's something that is a little questionable content wise, how do you decide and say, mm, this might be a portrayal that I don't want to be a part of? What do you look for? What what does that processing look like in your Terminator brain? I mean, I, I personally, I try to think of things in a, such a way as will I be ashamed of making this later? And I have I see no future in which I'm ever going to be ashamed of having super awesome sex on camera, <laughs> but um, I absolutely don't want to be part of anything. Like I said, that fetishizes people yeah. for body parts or fetishizes people for their skin color. So um, there are certain I've, I've been offered work and taken some work that kind of toes that line. And I do just like to, when I'm on set, I just let it be known that I understand that sometimes you don't have control over you know, the tags that companies will apply to your work. But I do like to let it be known that I, I don't want my, my scenes tagged as, you know, interracial or BBC or, you know, um, BBW or trans, because I personally, while these, my performers, my, these tags may apply to the performers I work with, I just don't want to differentiate good sex from good sex. Totally, totally. And, and I think that there's this, incredible power shift that's happened in recent years with content creators being able to distribute their own material, being able to create it and sell it directly to the buyer. I, it, I find myself questioning, what the fuck is the point in mainstream production anymore? Is it just the exposure of their fan base seeing you? What, what's their, their purpose at all at this point? I mean, I, I, I hate to say it and I'm not trying to, you know, no, no, no. I, I, I have a great time on set, but that is really kind of what I see the place uh, of mainstream porn being that. And I mean, like if you 
there are some studios that if you have a really specific vision, if you want to make really beautiful cinematic movies that can include X-rated right. content, there are mainstream studios that have that budget, you know, um, like, you know, Pure Taboo, Adult Time, all of them. They're doing like Sundance level work right now <laughs> that just happens to include a lot of good sex. You know what I mean? Um, and, and that, you know, a mainstream studio, you not that you can't make that level of work without a mainstream studio, but to have that kind of budget and backing um, makes that kind of art possible, which I, I think does serve a purpose. But um, yeah, for the most part, it's at least for me, my choice to go from strictly indie to shooting for mainstream companies was both that I got some enhancements that allowed for that. <laughs> a. <laughs> um, but also just that it, it is a, a it is a type of exposure that solidifies your career so that that way you can have um, the longevity as a content creator without, it, it's a real slog getting it, getting your name out there without a mainstream yeah. studio. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, there's, we're talking a, a $97 billion industry annually worldwide. Okay. This is, this Jesus. is, yeah, that's the, the, that's the gravity that porn has worldwide. So yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that, that there is still an incredible need uh, and benefit to working with these companies. Uh, I, I wanna switch gears to social media because I know this can be an absolute minefield uh, for anyone in the adult industry. So uh, in regards to say these community guidelines, what's your experience been on platforms like Instagram versus Twitter? Do you prefer one to the other? Have you experienced the shutdowns? Um, I, I'm very bad about posting on social media to begin with. I try my best. I've never been a big social media person. So I think that's actually helped me in yeah. some ways, uh, less content means less opportunities to get flagged. So I, I haven't really been, I, I was search suggestion banned for like five minutes there, but I've so far knock on, you know, knock on wood, yeah. I have avoided any sort of major issues thus far, but I mean, I treat Instagram like Eeyore's house, like, <laughs> you know, every, every post could be the one that brings it all down. So I, uh, I, I, my engagement on Instagram is much lower than my engagement on Twitter because I, I tend to, I tend to post mostly on Twitter because it is so much more forgiving. So long as you don't violate the header profile totally. picture boundary. Totally. No, I, I, I think that a lot of people are also sticking with that idea of, you know what, I'm going to invest more in my Twitter following than I will on Instagram because it's just so fleeting the potential of doing well or, or, being completely shut down and censored and silenced. It's a ridiculous world that we have to kind of work within right now. Nova, I'm so excited for your future. I think that, you know, content creators like yourself have such an incredible opportunity in front of them to bring honest, new, exciting sex to the screen. So in that, what are you looking forward to bringing to us? Is there a concept, a scene, uh, a story that you're looking forward to someday telling in this, uh, format? Oh, that's such a hard question on the spot <laughs> because I, so I have, I have a lot of fairly fun, you know, kind of, I have a concept for like really ridiculous, like porn parodies of like high art films. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, I think that that would be fantastic. And I, that's kind of like, but I, I don't, I don't, at no point do I think it's going to sell. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's going to be like a money concept. That's just like a, it would be really great for like, you know, 
you know, the 6.9th seal to yeah. happen, you know? Stop, okay. I mean? Stop it. Or do like breathless, but it's actually like a breath play, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Waiting for good, waiting for good O's. I'm <sighs> saying the, this life itself. <laughs> they really do. So, but I mean, at, at the end of the day, I, I like having that room to play around. I, there's no other job on earth that will let you write dick jokes for a living and, you know, get paid. Unless maybe you're working for Cracked. Right. Um, which, big thanks again, guys, for getting me, uh, getting me, me and my start, I guess. Yeah. Um, had no part in it. I don't think they want to touch that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but. But no, I, um, I, I, I'm excited for everything. Honestly, I feel like I'm really just getting my start, um, because everything kind of came to such a halt with the pandemic that it's, you know, it feels it really, it's not starting over because I'm starting from such a great place, you know, but, uh, I'm just excited for everything, honestly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's starting to resemble a reality we once knew. I feel like I have to keep putting that out there mainly because I spent so much of the pandemic rewatching The Secret that I'm like, let's manifest this shit. Let's make it happen, right? Put it out there. Uh, so that's kind of my MO these days. But Nova, you're a delight. You're a force. Uh, you're an absolute just superior being I find. And that is an exciting, that is such an exciting connection to have made today. Thank you for that. For everyone watching and potentially listening on the podcast version, how do they get in touch with you? What are the websites they need to know? Um, so you can always go to allmylinks.com slash Nova sky. That will always be the same. And so no matter what updates happen with my personal sites, you can always find me there on Twitter. Like we mentioned, that's my most active, I'm at that Nova sky um, and on Instagram at Nova underscore sky underscore official. I didn't even try that hard with that name. <laughs> um, and, and also if you go on uh, to Sherry's ranch, I don't know if you're allowed to promote this yes, because laws yes. are weird, but if you're allowed to throw out Sherry's ranch, uh, it's S H E R I, which throws a lot of people off, but it's Sherry's ranch.com. Uh, you can find me. They just throw out my last name on there because there were there were there were, there were competing Novas yeah. when I first started, and she got there first. Um, but if you you can find me there, you can also find a bunch of other beautiful women. It's really hard to be bisexual there, um, <laughs> or really easy depending on your stance. Um, and otherwise, we'll but, see you on the red carpet at Con, right? Con Film Fest. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Very excited for it. Uh, it was excellent meeting you. Yeah, so cheers. great meeting you. We'll do this in the flesh sometime. I can I can sense it already. Thank you so much for your time today, Nova. And uh, everyone watching, listening, I hope you enjoyed another virtual edition of The Schmooze. For Naked News, I'm Laura Desiree. We'll see you back here real soon. Take care. Cheers. <laughs> Goodbye, my love. Thank you. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Hope you enjoyed listening to the incredible Nova Sky. And remember, all you have to do to stay connected here at the Talk Naked podcast is like, favorite, or subscribe to the channel you're listening to us on. And why not take a moment and get yourselves connected to us on social media? We are on Instagram awaiting your follow at Talk Naked Podcast. We'll see you back here real soon. 